Hey, Kevin, it's me, Jordan. How's it going? <laughs> How does that sound? Sounds great. Wonderful. Uh, there's mine. Check, check, check. I'm good. Matt, just give me a quick... Check, check, check. Mr. Matt. So we can start anytime. Anytime. Anytime you're ready. Well, that's good, because on the program today, we have Matt Leslie from West Coast Canning. I'm looking at your hat, and it says Sessions Craft Canning, which is confusing. So let's start there. Can we talk about rebrand? Definitely. Okay. So... You are uh, the co-owner of West Coast Canning, which is a mobile canning company, uh, and more. You guys also provide cans for most of the breweries here in British Columbia. Um, And you have locations across Canada um, that are all under different names. And so what is the next step for that? (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. It is is super confusing. Um, So we actually have a sister company out in Ontario. They're called Sessions Craft Canning. And what... uh, What's happening with us right now is we're going to be launching a rebrand here, which I would imagine is after, uh, or it'll all be done by the time this thing launches. But um, basically, we're bringing everything under one brand. It's going to be called Vessel Packaging Co. Uh, The whole goal is to, one, kind of unite the two so that people know who we are, what we're doing. Um, And then also to unite our team, which was kind of the big thing, too. A lot of people out in Ontario, in uh, you know, we're in Montreal now, too, in Ottawa. They had no idea we had cohorts out in out in the West Coast. So, Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. so typical East Coast. Yeah, yeah. I'm hey. in the center of the universe. So, Kevin's from Toronto. He oh, likes to okay. remind us all the time. I, I do not at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, nobody cares, Kevin. <laughs> so, yeah, so, it's to, so, the, so the folks back East know what's up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, we're working with brands that are across the country now, too, and when they work with us on the West Coast, uh, obviously they start working out here and then they want to launch their product out east. They didn't know that West Coast was the same as Sessions Craft Canning, as most people don't. Um, so the Vessel brand or the Vessel brand will kind of be unanimous across the board and hopefully kind of sync that all up. Cool. So going through today, I'm going to refer to it as Vessel so that our millions of listeners will understand. I love it. And, uh, and then uh, I will send you a bill for the marketing afterwards. <laughs> um so you recently got married. Let's start there. Normally I start a little bit softer than that, but then I read your hat and I'm like, that's fucking confusing. It's a different name. And uh, so I thought I'd hop right in there. This podcast is pretty inside baseball, so I'm pretty sure who's li- people that are listening are like, we know who West Coast Canning is, so I'm not that worried about it. Um, but you just got married. I did. And Congratulations. Did, yeah, Thank you very congratulations. Much. Thank you very much. Did that, uh, how long were you with your wife for before you asked her to marry you? Uh, a long time. Some people said in their speeches too long um, for us to not be married. But uh, no, it was we've been so together. So what was for, your problem? We <laughs> just making sure everything was right. Okay, we, we've it's been together a, for it's like. It's not always a problem, Jordan. I was the same way. Yeah. You know, you, when you know it's right, you know it's right, and it doesn't mean you have to get married right away. No, that's true. That's true. So yeah, we're like nine years, I think. Okay, I got, yeah, so. I got you beat. Yeah, mine oh, was nice. fifteen. Really? Yeah. Now, that's good. now approaching like nineteen. Alyssa and I got married at twenty-three. Wow. Yeah. So I'm That's what happens when you're from New West. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't actually. Normally you don't get married. <laughs> but um but yeah, I, we got we got married at 23. It's just like I I don't know. I actually don't know. I mean, I know why. Yeah. Like we weren't even living together and it was totally old school and I wouldn't say either of us are that old school, although I do use a, like a a notebook and a manual planner, but I don't know. It just like I really, really loved her, so it just felt right. Yeah. And I'm glad we did now. It's been 13 years. So, yeah, because I'm 36. Yeah, that well, makes sense. Well, at least sense. you made the right decision back then. I, I did. Yeah. And we didn't have kids A lot of people don't make the right time. decision when they're 23. For sure. That's true. In, all, that's in a lot of things. And most people make that decision at 23 and then have kids at 24, and then that's yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. we waited a long time. We actually had a wonderful life before we started the brewery um, where Wait. we made a lot Wait. of money and what? did a lot of cool stuff, just the, the two life, of us. Life's still good, right? 
Well, I'm fatter now. <laughs> life, <laughs> there's definitely more liquid in my life. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. So yeah, so you got married. Did you go on a honeymoon or did you just? No, we went to Whistler for a couple of days and then we're going to do a honeymoon in March. Still, uh, still pretty busy. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, where yeah. are you guys going to go? Uh, we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do the UK. Actually, we're going to go through into London, do Scotland, Ireland. So a real nice. tropical, tropical yeah. honeymoon. Yeah, it should be nice and overcast <laughs> like this and raining. So, but I mean, when you've been together for that long, I'm sure you've done lots, lots of nice relaxing trips together and shit. Yeah, so yeah, it's totally, not, totally. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, it'll be a fun time. Right on, man. And uh, so you've got that. You've got the um, West Coast canning to vessel rebrand happening. Uh, are there any other major things going on in your life right now that are that are keeping you even more busy than that? Um, there's one other one. I am uh, I am trying to start a brewery as well. With Why? A couple of, oh, <laughs> with hey. the, so ding, I have ding, a question ding. is, uh, my first question, which I haven't even touched yet, was, <laughs> so while we were all being dummies opening <laughs> breweries, uh, you decided to do a smart thing and capitalize on us. So why are you opening a brewery now? Um, it, it's a super, super passion project with yeah. two guys separate from the business that I'm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I'm doing business with on our, on the canning side. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's something we had, we've kind of been working on for probably t- almost three years now. And, uh, we found a location going through the rigmarole of, uh, trying to get it, uh, trying to get it to a point where we can even break ground. But yeah, yeah just a local neighborhood place. Rad. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awesome. And, uh, and I'm assuming because you see, um, you probably have a lot of, uh, AR outstanding that you're like, well, maybe we will go, uh, a little bit tasting room heavy and not so heavy on the wholesale. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Yeah, we definitely want to focus on the lemonade stand big time. Seeing what you see, do you ever, when you're going through that process, are you ever like, you know, we could probably just pick this brewery off at some point in time, just seeing <laughs> how late payments are. I just, I, you know, I'm not trying to incriminate you or, or, or get you to spill the beans, but like. I mean, you gotta you you have to have a pretty inside track on what's actually happening out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, it's like for us, it's uh, I mean, our industry, beer, yeah. uh, it's not immune to anything that every other industry has no. had happen. And obviously, we're so young that uh, you know businesses will go out of business for yeah. sure. And uh, but no, it's certainly not something we look at from our side. We're we're looking to launch our own thing and do our own, stamp yeah. our own kind of place into the into the map. Right. So have you cut a deal with uh, Vessel for the canning side of things? <laughs> yeah. How yeah, do you no, work it's that? Be all, all bottles. So. All bottles. Yeah. <laughs> all, all 650 mils? Yeah, exactly. Do you want to buy a bottling line? I have one <laughs> if you'd like to buy it. It gets heard, used once a month. I heard so. bombers are making a comeback. So. Oh, I fucking hope so. I really hope <laughs> one so. Day. Yeah. Um, so back to we're all, we're all opening breweries and you and your business partner, Kevin, mm-hmm. um, did you already have this mobile canning because I know you're you're a little bit more diversified than just a mobile canning company now mm-hmm. but was the boom of craft breweries in BC what spurred that on or did you see it somewhere else and thought this might be a thing yeah. I remember meeting you um, before Steel and Oak was even open totally. and I don't think you guys were going yet either you were just kind of going around um, looking for for business or opportunity at that yeah. time right yeah that's exactly right so yeah. what made you guys decide to, to go down this whole road it, to be honest, the idea was all Kevin's. Yeah. Uh, he'd been watching the U.S. market. Uh, he'd been seeing what was going on. Obviously, the U.S. market's always been five to seven years ahead of us, at least. Yeah. And uh, he'd seen it going on. There were a couple companies that started up, I want to say, in 2011. And uh, they started up. They started doing the mobile canning. Kevin threw this idea out to me. I was from Prince George. Prince George is caribou. I'm, yeah. That's, I, you know, to me, that was craft beer. And <laughs> I wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I moved to the island, started drinking Phillips, 
And I was like, shit, this is real cool. Yeah. Real cool. And Kevin and I connected again. And I was like, well, why don't we go take a look? And then that's when we first met, which was us just pre-selling the idea. Yeah. And at that time, Parallel 49 had been open for a year or two. Uh, Brassneck was opening. 33 Acres was opening. And uh, we started kind of you know getting a little traction. We're like, yeah. okay, let's launch it. And that's yeah. it. I remember and I was like, fuck you, man. We're yep. going in bombers. You know, <laughs> that's where it's at. Totally. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that was like scary for us too. We were going to start a, a mobile bottling line. Yeah. I mean, so many people were going to the bomber because liquor stores wanted the bomber. Right. Yeah. Um, and it changed. Yeah. And I actually, and I, I think I've said this to you before. I, I, I mean, I think we were all going to go cans eventually, right? It's a, it's a, it's a better format. It really is. Yeah. But I think single-handedly, you guys changed the industry way faster than it would have been changed before, you know, because nobody had to invest in a, mm-hmm. the capital in a canning line, right? So everybody just switched. And if you were a new brewery, you're like, well, why would I invest, you know, $160,000 in one of these things or $130,000 in a bottling line when I can just get up and running right away with, with, with Vessel and, <laughs> um, and, and just go for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I know, like, Mike Coghill probably fucking hates you. Yeah. Because he was, like, the only... He was, the he was only, an OG. Yeah. yeah, he was, like, an OG yeah. 473 yeah, mil. Totally. And, Doing and it all himself. I know. Well, yeah. that's because he's... And, and he was on episode two or three, yeah. but oh, he's yeah. so freaking cheap. Oh, yeah, he's a and, hustler, bro. And, uh, but, like, in a positive way. Absolutely. You know, yeah, you know. Um, he still picks up a drink, so he's not, like, <laughs> that kind of cheap. But yeah. but he's always been super frugal, which is probably why he's so bloody successful. And, totally. and um mm-hmm. And I remember he had that, I think it was like an old cask canning yeah. line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he just did it because I think he got a deal on it. And totally. then he will tell you that he was smart and that he saw it, but I think it just fell in his lap. <laughs> and uh, and he was the only guy. He was crushing it because yeah, he was the it. only guy in tall cans at that time. And I'm yeah. sure there's a few other minor players. But, yeah, there was. Yeah, for sure. You know, but, but I think uh, one thing too, I think what, what it allowed to have you guys come into the scene with the mobile canning line was that like, like you said, the, the market here is generally a little bit behind the US market, but I think we all saw what was going on in the U.S. market, and that was all moving totally. into cans. Totally. So it almost allowed our market to catch up with because people didn't have to wait to invent, like you know, wait to try to invest in their own canning line. They could just go like, "Hey, give you guys a call. Let's get these beers into cans right away." Yeah. And all of a sudden, I think our market—you saw that switch, like you said—and it can almost be like right to you guys to say like it allowed this market to get into those cans faster and. I think that part of the change too. Yeah, yeah. totally. No, kind of like, you know, five years behind, two years to catch up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you have West Coast canning going and then how long did that, did it take before you guys eventually merged with Sessions in Toronto? Like yeah. you were, because Sessions was only a, a mobile canning company as well, right? Yeah, you bet. So, I mean, maybe even just one more kind of backtrack. Like we started mobile canning, but quickly we realized that the biggest barrier to entry wasn't the mobile canning line. It was actually the cans themselves. Right. Uh, and as you guys well know, getting into printing cans is a beast. There's a ton of them that you yeah. have to buy. It takes up a lot of space, costs a lot of money right off the bat. And uh, so we started getting into cans and offering flexible labeling solutions via the can. Yeah. Um, that really propelled us forward quickly. It allowed us to pertain to every brewery out there. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, that was kind of two and a half, three years in. And we had met the owner of Sessions at the time. Uh, his name's Jeff. He's our partner now. Yeah. And they were just doing mobile canning and they were killing it. They were busy as all hell. Um, Ontario already had cans going on out in that market. Mm-hmm. It was, they were way before BC was. Yeah. Uh, and we said to him, well, why don't we look at kind of bringing this all together and offering our services across the board? And that's what we did. And that was about three years ago now. Yeah. And uh, so you yeah. guys already had access to the cans and yeah. he just didn't and he didn't have that yet. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe explain for people like the because 
I think I have written down here that people don't really understand. I'll get people on Instagram all the time reaching out being like, I think I can't remember if it was Corona who did it. Somebody came out with those. Um, yeah. They were the cans that screwed the together. Ones right. So and they're sick. like, you guys should do this. I'm like, you have no fucking idea <laughs> what, like, I can't just call somebody and be like, I'd like to get some of these screw on cans. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. And just, I, I don't think I ever appreciated it until I went out to, um, to, to crown yeah, yeah. and, um, saw the operation, uh, getting our, our, the smallest run you could possibly get of a printed can and um, just seeing how massive it is. And it makes a ton of sense that like why you need to be a big buyer. Right. Totally. So it only explain kind of how it only makes sense or why the cans are a barrier to entry, even the blank cans with shrink sleeves and everything like that. Cause I think there's some confusion I know from a customer's point of view of like, Oh, why are these in shrink sleeves and why are these printed and why do these have labels on them? And totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, kind of first and foremost, the, traditional way of getting cans is via the printed format which is what everyone associates to it's the it's a pepsi can a coke can a, a molson can etc um if you want to buy a truckload of those cans it's 25 to 30 grand you're going to sit on 150,000 to 200,000 of them they're going to take up a ton of space in your warehouse um and it's it's just a beast to manage lots of places especially when they're starting up they won't go through that in three years yeah um, and that's one skew that's yeah. one skew you're going to be able to do uh, that's kind of the traditional method. And then what happened is people started buying blank cans, which are the silver bullets. Um, and then they started applying pressure sensitive labels to them. That was an offering that allowed them to do smaller runs, one off seasonals. That's what we see everyone doing now. Uh, and then the shrink sleeve kind of came in. The shrink sleeve has been around for a long time in the industry or not, not this industry, but in industry as a whole, um, cosmetics, um, you know, nutraceuticals, all that. Uh, we started offering that solution, which is applying a sleeve to the can. Um, it, it's a little better price point than the PSL. Um, yeah. It runs at a quicker speed and the label itself is cheaper. Um, and so that's kind of what started happening. And it's basically kind of a pay-as-you-go model where you're paying for what you need at the time and a lot yeah. more flexible in the sense that you can order you know, four or five brands to a total of 25,000 cans and you're not paying you know, that yeah. 30 grand for one SKU that you were in the traditional method. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it is all just, I mean, it's all, it's just a, it's a cash flow solution for everybody, cash right? Cash is king, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, which is, it's funny because I know you and I have chatted before about like, you know, you have this one business and you're like, oh, this one doesn't actually make the money. It's yeah. this other thing that we didn't know existed at the time. Totally. That, you know, that, that you guys at least had the foresight to, to, to deal with, right? Totally. And I think people understand that like, you can't just be a small craft brewery and call crown up and be like, Hey, I want to get some printed cans. Like you, it doesn't work that way. Totally. And, um, like they're so big that I think that facility I went to, they only do 355 mil cans. They don't even do 473s out of it. It's a different facility altogether. Yeah. It's crazy. They produce, I think it's like four and a half million cans a day out of there. Yeah. And you know, like, yeah, if you call them up, I mean, they're, it's a beast to deal with because they have, they want to deal with like five or six people uh, in total. And we know who those guys are. Yeah. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, all them. Why, why is the can just like the actual like manufacturing of a can, like, like why is it so like sparse or like why is it so so controlled is there like any reason to that uh you know i mean i think honestly uh, i mean i'm taking a stab at this but like you know the brown bottle back in the day like like you it was never to be printed on it was always going to be a label applied right uh whereas the cans it was the opposite there was always going to be something printed to the can um and that had to be done in mass mass runs you know like just to start it up you had to run two hundred thousand. right yeah Uh, whereas the bottle you know was the application only kind of thing okay um but then yeah it just kind of started going and what's happening now is all of beverage is going to cans yeah and so now the getting cans is even harder 
than, right. than how it used to be. Right. So, and I think too, like, I mean, when you look at this, I mean, at least crown and I know balls, the other big player and yeah. like their facilities, like it all comes down to when you're canning a product, it comes down to pennies or half pennies. Totally. Right. So I think they're just so incredibly big that unless you had a ton of capital behind you, you could not start one of them up and even remotely compete price wise. For sure. Like right. These guys have contracts with Coke hmm. and Pepsi. Yeah. And, yeah. and so yeah. I remember like, so, uh, I remember when we printed simple things and, uh, and I didn't feel like a dummy until I got there, but I was like, I've, I've gone through this before with like shrink sleeves and shit where like, or even labels where like we're pretty design focused and something will show up. And I'm not entirely happy with it. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to print this can. We're going to do half a container load, mm-hmm. right? Not even full. Yeah. And, um, and I'm like, okay, well I want to make sure we nail it. Cause it's still a lot of money even oh, for that. Right. And yeah. for a small business, it's yeah. still, it's a, I think it was like 18 grand or something when yeah. everything was said and done. And, um, and so I remember being like, and it's, of course, simple things is like the simplest design you can possibly get. It's just a white fucking can with a black with black writing on it. And uh, and I remember being like, I think I can't remember if I was talking to you or if it was if it was Maddie Human at the time yeah. or who it was, yeah. but somebody was like, uh, I'm like, well, can I get them to send me some samples? Not an entirely understanding the like right. that to a completely fire reasonable request, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I yeah. thought, yeah. And then they told me how much it was going to cost. I'm like, it's cheaper for me to fly to Calgary and just watch it. <laughs> yeah. So I remember I flew to Calgary yeah. in the morning, uh-huh. and uh, they were happy to have me. Yeah. I sat in this break room, and then this weird kind of curmudgeon-y old guy came in and started talking to me. It was it was at when there was the um, it was like the oil versus wine, um, you know, uh, kind of battle going on between yeah. the B- BC and Alberta government. Oh, right. And, uh, and he was talking about how, how dumb like BC was like for not like, he just assumed <laughs> that I was like pro oil. Right. Like he just assumed right. it. Right. right. I'm like, you know, I'm from the West coast, right? Like yeah. that's a pretty hard assumption. Right. And, uh, anyway, so I'm sitting there and then this guy comes in and he's like, okay, you can, your, your canning is, your cans are up for print. Right. Right. So you can come watch the run. Yeah. And he took me on a tour. And as soon as I got back there, I'm like, oh, I'm a dummy. <laughs> because I'm like, the sheer, they were running, I think they were running like, I think they were running Caribou actually at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe it was Caribou. It was one of the big, big BC guys. Maybe it was Keith's, but they, um, I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> this is why, right? Yeah. And then he goes through and he went in this room, showed me all these can designs yeah. and like where the difficulties are. And I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be difficult at all for you guys. Right. And you could tell that he had better things to do. Right. But he was very good yeah, and yeah. took me through yeah. the process. And it was really interesting. Like, I'm glad I went. Yeah. And then they sent me on my way. And I'm sitting on the plane on my way home. And I have a <laughs> box of like four printed cans, like as a little gift box. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there being like, Oh, you're so small time. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was hey. a fun experience though. Well, that's yeah. good. You, well, learned, yeah. you learned some things. Well, and that's like, you know, our big thing is, is we try and bridge that gap. Like we try and bridge the gap between the guy who's just starting up, the person who's just starting up their company and wants to go into cans yeah. and dealing with these big beasts. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, they produce 25 billion, like our supplier produces 25 billion cans a year. Yeah. Uh, they don't care about your 200,000. No, they and, do and, not. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. But like they don't. Well, right. nor should and they. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you guys can step in and sort of be the ones that care about that 200,000. Totally. And work with. Because combined yeah, people they have, like us. Yeah. More, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah I know it's sure. the only way to do it. For yeah. sure. Yeah. It's, I was down in, um, when we were down in Denver, um, we went out to, uh, oh. to, to Miller, Coor, Miller Coors. Yeah. And like, I didn't realize that they were the ones that brought in, uh, what is Adolph Coors, I think yeah. was the one that brought in the, the aluminum can oh, right? yeah. hey, there you go um and which was wild i had no idea huh. right so crazy yeah and then you watch them run their canning line and they run it with like three they run it with just as many people as it takes to run when when <laughs> you guys come out and like yeah 
at 100 it's, times the speed? It's yeah, it's yeah. bonkers. They have seven lines going at once, and yeah. like three people that's operate absurd. it, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, huh. so okay. So you you've got this uh, um, partnership now with Sessions, and but now you have locations across BC. Is that you merging with other mobile canning companies, or is that just you guys opening new facilities altogether? Yes, yeah, so that's us, us opening new facilities. Yeah, we've uh, so we have a production facility in Vancouver, uh, production facility in um, Toronto. Well, it's in Mississauga. Now, when you say production facility, just so people understand, yeah, yeah. it's where you basically bring all the cans in, sleeve them, exactly, print them if you do that, or not print on the can, but I know that you offer a service of putting the labels exactly. on the cans for people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so label application facilities, uh, can fulfillment facilities in Vancouver. Mississauga. We just opened up in Calgary as well. Right. Uh, and then we have satellite divisions in Ottawa and Montreal. And now what's a satellite division? So that's where we have mobile canning lines set up okay. where we ship cans from the production facilities Got to it. our, our satellites, yeah. um, where we mobile fill from there with the, with the cans that we send out. And so in those locations, you kind of just have a small office and a little bit of exactly. an area to store the, the stuff and exactly. a couple trucks. And yeah, we have two, two trucks in Ottawa and we just moved one into Montreal. Cool. Huh. Great. Right on. And how's the expansion going? It's good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Quebec You can't is see it because you're listening, <laughs> yeah. but his eyes opened up a, a little bit. Of, yeah, there was a bit of a I can see the, I can see the stress <laughs> yeah. that this is why we're going on a honeymoon in March. Yeah, like, well, you and I have, you and I have talked about oh, this. Fuck, like, man. running a business is hard. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's uh, the best thing I've ever done, but it's really hard. And yeah. uh, move, moving into a province like Quebec is way harder. I bet. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's it's so cool. There's so much opportunity. Yeah, but it's pretty established too. And yeah, you've been doing totally. it for years. And, totally. And also, like, I'm thinking off the top, of, like, not a lot of a lot of breweries in Quebec that have been around for quite a long time, probably not packaging beer, and if they are, probably in bottles. Oh man, it's yeah. crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Like t- over 220 breweries, and you know, prior to a couple of years ago, there was not a lot doing cans. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Are they starting to shift? Or are you getting Big the time. new one? They're, they're, the older ones cool. are starting to shift over too. Yeah, yeah. definitely, hmm. definitely. They're definitely more traditionally inspired. Yeah, um, but no, it's making a move. It's cool. Huh. Yeah. It's very cool to be a part of. Do you have any? Do you have any competition in back yeah. east? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Ontario is where we have our most competition. Yeah, uh, shrink sleeve cans, printing cans, mobile canning. We have a lot of competition out there. Yeah, um, obviously, it's just the center yeah. of the universe. It's where uh, all business starts up. So. Yeah. Uh, and then Quebec too, for sure. Quebec likes dealing with Quebec-based uh, business. Right. So we've definitely got that yeah. going on there too. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I know over here you've got a little bit of competition on the West Coast definitely. now, but it took a while actually. Yeah. You, you know guys what? were the only guys in town for a long time, right? Yeah. It surprised me a lot actually. Yeah. Uh, we definitely expected competition earlier, but yeah, no, there's a couple companies now in BC and, and Alberta doing uh, doing similar things. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done the debate going the other way now that you're up and running about being like, okay, well now everybody's in cans. But like, definitely like we, I mean, we still do 650s, but yeah. I mean, if it didn't have the line, we wouldn't, yeah. um, you know, but I would probably still do like 500 mils yeah. or yeah. something more specialized. Do you guys ever think about offering that service for like, you know, it's not in the plans right now because it doesn't vessel- make you any money. <laughs> but <laughs> you'd also have to get a new changes hat and have to say sessions. Well, no, well, that's yeah. you'd have vessel. vessel oh, I guess vessel, vessel packaging right. code, right. Right. vessel okay. canning right. code. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. Got so it. Got it. that was, to be honest, that was part of the reason we we wanted to do that. Was yeah. should beer go into tetra packs next week? We want to be the ones tetra offering tetra packs. So. You no, know, it makes sense because, like, I know. I mean, I think about how. Um, part of the challenge that we have is we're always shopping around for, for, you know, a high quality <clears throat> vessel, um, but at a better price, right? Totally. Because it's a, it's a business of pennies. And, um, and so to be able to have a central buyer yeah. that basically can get the best deal no matter what, because of the buying power, you know, um, 
makes a lot of sense for for how we operate our business. Yeah, I think it kind of goes. It's it's not you guys entirely, um, but it it's funny that it kind of goes in the face a little bit of what like independent beer is about. It's supposed to be about like the struggle and doing things the hard way and like, you know, using local suppliers and, and like, um, so when, you know, a company gets larger, um, and it gets more economical to use them, it like almost flies in the face of, of like what we were doing from the beginning, but from a business point of view, it makes sense. So it's like your philosophy, but then the actual, you know, (laughs) The, the reality kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, they butt heads a lot I For remember sure. like reading or um, there was a little while ago the I can't remember which hot farm it was in, in BC um, and I won't name them anyways because it's it's not they, they had come out with a, a press release about I guess they were doing like a, a fresh hot festival or some shit okay. and the they couldn't do the festival anymore because of some rule oh, with ARL oh, yeah, 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 yeah. or something right. like that yeah. but then they used it as an opportunity to kind of take a jab at the BC craft beer industry and saying like like we're trying to get do our best and get, mm-hmm. get our hops up and running and we're not really getting the traction from local buyers like we thought right. we would. Right. And then of course you read the Facebook comment section, right? Which you never do and and like <laughs> everybody like well the cu- customers are like well you know all these craft breweries are you know they're touting that they're local only and they're you know they why aren't they supporting yeah. local, right? Yeah. Not like totally understanding that like we make and we're not big and yeah. we make half a yeah. million liters of beer a year. Yeah. Um, so for us, it, it it makes sense. The only way that we can keep the lights on is yeah. by um, finding a good deal. Totally. And then yeah. in our industry too, a good deal still equates to high quality. Yeah. Because there are guys that have been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. And, and hops especially is such a dialed in process of... Totally. You know, it's not like people just, we'd go out and pick them off the binds and then put them in our beer. Yeah. They have to be processed properly. They have to be pelletized yeah. properly. They, there's yeah. so many systems in place that need to happen that the quality is, is often way better from one of these big guys than it would be from totally. you know, right. your local hop farmer. Totally. And not that I don't want it to survive or, or, or flourish. It's just, I think there's, a, there's the perception and there's the reality, right? And I think it, but, it, yeah. it's often, you know, all I do is bug you about, okay, well, how can we save a penny here and save a penny yeah. there, right? Yeah. And, um, and the only way that we're going to be able to do that is if you get bigger. Yeah. And, right. um, and then they can afford to, to, to sort yeah. of do those um, totally. negotiations, right? Well, for sure. And, you know, it's funny, too. I mean, speaking to that, that's obviously what we're trying to do. Um, yeah. But we actually start to and have lost business as of late for getting bigger. Because, you know, when, when it was uh, Kevin and I, when we first started, yeah. it was me coming in and greeting you at 6 a.m. at the, uh, yeah. at the brewery yeah. to come in canning. And obviously, there's a lot of breweries or, or companies that have started up. And uh, I'm not the guy going to that place no. anymore. And mm-hmm. so, um, so you know, it, it goes the other way for us, too. Yeah. Obviously, we appeal to a broader market now. Yeah. But uh, we also lose business going being bigger also. Yeah, well, because yeah. it's yeah. not yeah. as well, personable. It's, it's, right? a, it's, a, it's an interesting dance that, like, yeah. all... "Quote unquote small business, whether it's operating a, a packaging, you know, business like yourself, or operating a craft brewery like ourselves. Like, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, for us, uh, what we do and what we make and what we put into those cans is is the most important. But as as we've talked on this this podcast multiple times with multiple other small business owners, is yeah. that we also the businesses need to succeed and grow and uh, maybe grow only to a certain." point yeah um but at the end of the day it's it's sometimes comes down to the bottom line of like how do we make this business work so that we can continue to give this great product to the people in our community and and beyond right so yeah so we're talking about growth how many how many people work for you now 
We're at 85 full-time, I think, across the that's board. That's actually less than I thought you were going to yeah. say. Yeah, that's a real yeah. efficient. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, yeah, we, we've tried. We've tried to be uh, on the more efficient side. Like this coming summer, we'll probably grow to 110, 100, yeah. 105, 110-ish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we hover right now. Yeah, and do you just hover, do you go up seasonally or do you? For sure. Yeah. For sure. And we, we try, like, we try not to... Um, you know, like we, we've never done layoffs or anything and, and we try to be, you know, very contract during the summer, yeah. make it so everyone's on the same page and knows what's going on. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely seasonal for us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coughing, Kevin. On, on <laughs> I, I went pod, off to the side and, uh, I mean, as most people will probably hear, I have a cold <laughs> and I'm doing my very best to, uh, to, you know, make it not be overly. Kevin was leaving intrusive. yesterday and he's like, I might come in late tomorrow. And I'm like, we're doing a podcast with Matt Leslie. And he's like, right. Like, I'll text you at 6.30 to make sure that I can come in. So I didn't text him. I no, just, I knew I that just you were came ready in. to go. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because I hadn't prepared anything. Oh. And I was like, shit, I got to get in this morning yeah, yeah. and prepare all my stuff. You were like, so and then Kevin, Kevin was please, like, please tell me. What no. is he going to talk about? It's just cans. I, right? I said, I know my I partners, were con- when they were concerned, they were like, I don't want you to incriminate us. I don't want to make this <laughs> well, difficult. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's yeah, get into yeah, it yeah, now. I guess the interesting thing, and I have it written down, is like, how do you, like, what you do, and this is no slight to you, uh, because I'm one of your biggest fans, but what you do is super boring. How do you make something as, I'm serious, how do you make something that's boring? Because I think you've done a good job of making it Cool and a, and an actual brand that people right. are like. I like people those wear guys. West Coast canning shirts. And hats <laughs> and, 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 yeah. yeah, Brian yeah. wears one all the time. How was that? <laughs> is that very purposeful <laughs> that you're trying to like? You know, I, I whether it's purposeful or not, I think you've achieved this. This um, like at least in the in the, our industry, it's like it's mm-hmm. a cool business to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't get that fired up about Richard's packaging, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. no offense, Richard's packaging. <laughs> we love your bottles. No, for sure. And I mean, well, thanks. First of all, um, it's something. W- it's funny. I, if you would have asked if I would have ever seen myself in this position, you know, now selling cans to a market that is in desperate need of them, I would tell you absolutely not. Yeah. And if I could ever look and say, would I love it this much? I'd be, you know, I'd be lying again. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's cool, man. I mean, we give a shit. So therefore, you know, we try and make it so that people right. give a shit working right. with us too. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm stoked to launch the new uh, Vessel brand and for people to see that because we've tried to improve on that also mm-hmm. there. And I'm hoping to see people in Vessel Vessel clothing also. So When are you going to launch it? <clears throat> Sorry. Um, going to give him a actually, hard time? It's going <laughs> to... He's my guest. Oh, okay. <laughs> thank Sorry. you. Thank you. Uh, it's actually going to be launching next week. Oh, oh sweet. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. you guys That's are going to be getting a cool little uh, couple Ooh, gift packages. Great. Um, well, you already yeah. gave me those golf balls and oh. I lost them all at Predator Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, where I lost all mine. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. And it's a tough course. It was super. Yeah. I'm not a good golfer. Yeah. Uh, but it was super. Well, you know, because we've golfed together. Oh, you played pretty well. I did. I I really pulled well. out actually. Yeah. yeah. And I, I yeah, I was like. Well, was, I remember being like 200 yards up, but it was probably like 85. Yeah. I well, was at 100. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was deep. Yeah. But I it was windy at Predator Ridge when we were playing, oh, and it's a beast. it was impossible just to keep anything yeah. straight. Well, um, I'm planning on getting a round in uh, this weekend at Kamloops, in, uh, up in Kamloops. Oh, right, so, going to Brew Loops, that's yeah, right. So, I mean, if you happen to have some balls, kick around. Uh, <laughs> Jordan and I lost them all. Get oh, them. Okay, we'll get right, them for right. you for okay. the new season. All right. yeah. Then, yeah. The next time you go golfing once a year, right? Yeah, yeah. this is my one, first and oh, nice. probably last time for the year. So, so let's talk about golf because the, isn't that you, how you and Kevin, your business partner, met, Definitely. right? So Definitely. you guys were on the, were you guys on golf scholarships or were you on? 
Kevin was Kevin was on a golf scholarship. Uh, we're from the same town. We were both working at the same golf course during the summer. Yeah. We met. Kevin was playing college golf. I had got into the sport of long drive, which yeah. is more an expensive hobby oh, yeah, than yeah. a sport. Yeah. Um, but uh, but regardless, played a lot of golf. That's how we met. Yeah. And then our third partner, Mitch, uh, at West Coast, he played professional golf. Yeah, because he's the best out of the oh, three of you. And I didn't realize shot. that because we always, like, when we golf, you always have that huge, like, what's a kind of, it's a crank, right? It's a right? crank, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we always try and take turns yeah. hitting that thing, and it's so fucking hard to keep straight. Yeah. Is but, I imagine it's just like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. long and stiff. and Yeah, yeah. but well. then I, and then I remember Mitch coming out, and I just didn't, like, suspect that he was the, the real good golfer oh, out of the group. Yeah. Absolute ringer. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. No, he's great. Yeah. Go. So tell me about the long drive industry. It seems super weird. It is very weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, is it just a bunch of guys that couldn't make the tour that are, or is it just a bunch of tall, lanky dudes like you that it's just. A mad mix of all of the above. Yeah. 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 It's a bunch of huge guys, a bunch of guys that are, like, 5'9", who can just rip it 400 yards. And, yeah. I think I yeah. saw something, like, this. I, it's funny, I, I, I know very little about long drive, but I've seen it on TV. On ES- We're about to learn. ESPN 8 or something like that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But I, I, I think it was they showed a clip on, on SportsCenter or something the other day yeah. of some guy who just, like, I think he, a guy hit one, like, 500 yards oh, yeah. or something. It was, and it was some, like, I don't know if that's a record or something. Everybody, but. Everybody's screaming at their headphones right now being like, <laughs> What's the longest you've driven <laughs> yeah. the ball? Yeah, I hit it 452 yards. Wow, and actually, wow. it, was, it was documented on Golf Channel. So it, really? it was wow. actually legit. Huh. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. No, it was fun. It was it was a cool. Like, I was young and we were just... So do you just do you guys tour around as a group? Like, is it the same 10 guys? Pretty, pretty much, yeah. And do people pay for you to go to these things? Or do you have to finance it yourself? Yeah, I mean, either or. I was lucky. I, I had people who were kind enough to (laughs) to sponsor me to go down and do it and i had like a club sponsor and whatnot and it was it was just a ton of fun you just stand on the tee and hit the ball as hard as you can six times that's the best part of golf really yeah 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 and so do you like when they like do they send you around to cool cities throughout the u.s or no they send you to the b cities you'd fly into the you'd fly into the a and you'd drive out to the b like oh we're going flying into vegas and we're driving to reno (laughs) yeah Yeah. literally you'd go to to mesquite instead i was trying to think of a good analogy i think that was a good one that was exactly it so Who's the weirdest guy that you've ever done long drive with? Oh man, there were some very weird guys. I bet. Like there were guys my height, like on roids for sure. Yeah. You know, like just just me- to drive a golf ball oh, really far. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. And then there were some characters. What was the payout like? Like if you won one of those things? Like if you won worlds, I think it's like two hundred and fifty grand. Oh shit. Now, like it's Not a bad. decent yeah. amount of cash. But then like second might get ten. Right. So right. you know. It was Drop first off. or bust. Yeah. So yeah. fourth fourth, fifth place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what was the best city that you've ever done the long, like a competition in? To be honest, Mesquite was actually a ton of fun. I don't even know where Mesquite is. So it's Texas? an hour. It's an hour outside of Vegas. Oh, oh, is it really? It's like they tried making a mini Vegas out there. Oh, okay. And uh, it's this. It's totally. I mean, it's a ghost town now. But you know, we my whole family would go down, and my wife's family would go down. Yeah. and We'd stay in a twenty-seven dollar a night hotel, five ninety-nine uh, breakfast buffet, and then they wow. had this like great great facility for long drive yeah. Yeah. big stadium and whatnot or big stands <laughs> it was great is it literally just in a because i imagine in nevada you've got open yeah. desert so it's it's not technically like a driving range it's just like a it was a bunch of soccer fields oh, just all okay. lined up up against this beautiful mesa it was a really cool setup it was huh. a lot of fun. <laughs> have yes. you ever done a long drive in like denver yeah, I did. Yeah. Did the ball go further? It did. It okay. went a long ways. Long <laughs> ways. Couple, yeah. Definitely some over 400. So huh. I only ever get nosebleeds, there, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never been. Yeah. I've never been, but I, I get nosebleeds, so I would probably get nosebleeds there. It's a good there. place. It's yeah. a good place. I don't, and so it was worrying. Oh. And I'm like, what's happening to me right now? Am I dying? <laughs> I, just, I, I just realized I just revealed that I was, I'm a nosebleed kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding anymore, but... Uh, yeah, if yeah. you see Kevin, though, you'd be like, yeah, he's a nosebleed oh, Okay, I don't that know what that means, but I don't care for it. 
Um, <laughs> I love how long drive got thrown into this. Yeah, well, that's all we want to talk about. We're going to take a quick break. Kev is giving me the cut signal, but it's okay. It seemed like a good time. Okay, well, let's get us a beer then. Okay. Um, so we got a beer, and mm. we actually got, uh, which I still have, because we wanted to make sure it didn't explode, uh, <laughs> is this blush, uh, the Rosé Saison, that we brewed with you guys yeah. uh, as part of your Canned Good initiative. Um, so this beer was the most popular beer we've ever made. Um, it sold out in a day, like yeah. a half maybe. Most most social media traction of any. It was thing. insane. Yeah, yeah. and it was so crazy. yeah, it's a canned condition saison that was um, uh, was uh, conditioned on uh, grape skins from our pals at Pacific Breeze Winery beside us, um, and we just cracked it now, and it's been. Well, we would have put it in cans around this time last year, maybe say. a bit later. Yeah, um, and it definitely. This can is holding some good pressure. Yeah, seriously. You guys have a good quality product. <laughs> yeah. it was, it's bulging. That's a good, that's a good seam <laughs> yeah. right there. The yeah. lid was actually moving, moving out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and it's it's still good. So, if you have some still yeah. kicking around, yeah. it still tastes uh, good. It still tastes great, yeah. but I would drink it soon. Yeah, a little yeah. more a little more carb to it, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. But, but it's <laughs> yeah. still got a good flavor. So, tell me what made you think about doing this Can Good initiative, because I think we all want to do cool things and good stuff in the industry, but to actually like create a separate, I'm assuming it's just a separate nonprofit. Yeah. Is it, do you call it a company at that point in time? No, not uh, yet. I mean, yeah. we'd love to turn it into one, but you need a bit more traction than we've kind of put yeah. into it so far. So um, what was the, the thought process? How did it all begin? Yeah, Can Good was our thing. We always wanted to have a, a piece of give back that uh, was really us working with the people who worked with us to give back to kind of what they were most interested in, which is generally the community that they're in. Yeah. Um, and so for us, it was just kind of something we did with our label partner, uh, ourselves, and then the breweries that we worked with. And uh, kind of every quarter we go through and we do a, a collaboration. And, you know, like you guys did this uh, blush, which was, I, I believe was our first can condition beer that we did as well, period. Yeah. Uh, and thankfully you guys knocked it out of the park and, um, and yeah, it was just this kind of thing where, you know, we kind of do these preferred rates and, um, and kind of the labels are chipped in by our label partner, um, to kind of incentivize the brewery to work with us on it. Mm -hmm. And then we give a, an amount of money to the brewery to donate to, uh, kind of one of their local kind of initiatives. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And it's cool. Like you guys also to, you donate the money and, and you don't really even ask us to donate money as well. Um, but I mean, I know there's, you know, and obviously we, we did, and there's an expectation I think for everybody should, and I think wants to. Um, but I know for us, it's cool because we get to do something we normally never would get to do before. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So like for, for us, it's the same beer, but we did four different label designs and that would never make sense if we didn't have you guys and the, uh, all your, your, um, your your crew basically help mm -hmm. us repack all of these things totally. right totally. and um so which is really neat so and, and to be able to do kind of a cool one-off design that gets shrink sleeved as well it was yeah it was rad i uh i've talked about the idea behind the beer on an earlier episode with chloe from yeah. townsite but um but yeah it's just there's so many times there's things you want to do and you're like this doesn't make practical sense totally and so it's nice to have to be able to do a beer that's not necessarily practical yeah yeah. And I know like it's the you and I met up, I guess maybe a couple months ago now, because yeah. the charity we chose for for blush was uh, the Camp Carry Society and yeah. their camp for for people going through a bereavement process. And and um, and it was really nice. Yeah. Like, you know, Heather brought out like she brought us like a trophy. And yeah. like it was really I don't know. It, it feels great. Like, I think often. I mean, I'm sure it's like that with any small business. You yep. get so lost in the day-to-day, -day and then it's hard not to dwell on the frustrations of totally. doing that. Totally. That, you know, every, there's always like, and I try and remind my team to when we when we have our anniversary party or yeah. if we win some of the BC Beer Awards or whatever, like to remember that moment so that when you're having, 
a shitty time or when something's totally. not going right that you're like, oh, this is why. This is this is a great, cool thing that we wouldn't get to do in for any sure. other industry, right? Well, and that one, this one was especially special for me. Like, I don't know, writing a check, you know, feels good, like knowing money is going to a good place. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, that woman, you know, definitely went way above and beyond, in my opinion, to yeah. like, make us feel, I don't know, uh, like felt really good. Felt mm-hmm. really damn good. Right. Yeah, it did. And I, you know, it, and I mentioned that, I mentioned to her in the meeting yeah. or when she came by and to give us these trophies, because we were supposed to go to an event they were having. Neither of us could make it. And so she wanted to deliver the, the trophies herself. <clears throat> And we've done, like, once a year we do a, a brew that we donate some to charity or sometimes twice a year. Yeah. And um, I've never had anybody say thank you. Totally. Which is insane. Totally. Especially mm-hmm. when that's what you do for when that when your job is is to, you know, to try and raise funds, right? Right. And no one's ever said thank you. Yeah. And not, I'm sure, you know what, and, like, that's no that's no, you know, uh, disrespect or, or, you know, I'm sure they're busy and I know a lot of them are volunteer run, yeah. which I totally understand, yeah. but I'd never really thought about it until uh, it's more just kudos to how good camp carry is at like, oh, yeah. you know, um, making sure that they, you know, they make their community partners feel really great about what's, what's happened. Right. And, Definitely. and you can just feel how much she actually, she cares. Oh, right? Yeah. right. She invited Matt and I out to the actual, like the camp, yeah. mm. um, which neither of us could go cause it was pretty short notice, yeah. but, um, but yeah, it was great, man. It was and it's cool. it's cool that you guys are doing that. I'm I'm uh it's like a nice easy I think a lot of times we're like, "Oh, we should do more. We should do more." But yeah. We're so busy that yeah. sometimes it takes somebody to champion it. So, yeah. you know, good for you guys for no, doing thanks, that. Man. Well, thanks, yeah. for being part of it. Who are you guys working with in BC on the next one? That one's to be determined. We just okay. did one in Alberta. Um, okay. with uh, the guys from Apex Predator right. in um Edson. Apex Predator? Yeah, they used to be called um Oh, damn. Bench Creek Brewing, but oh. they went through. They went through a big yeah lawsuit, with, with Bench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Apex yeah. Predator. Yeah, so Apex Predator. So what yeah. does Apex mean? Uh, doesn't it mean like a <clears throat> like a peak? Like a peak? Is Apex a peak? I'm no literary. Uh, I don't know. So it's a peak predator. Sure. I would have Sounds like right. I want to try. Like I, I uh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Cool, I gotta meet those guys. <laughs> Their beer's great, man. I'm Good sure people. it is, and Good I'm sure people. it's. I'm sure it is, and I'm. I just. I'm trying to get gather my head around Apex Predator because I've just never heard the term before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm look. I'm looking it up because yeah. I want to see it there. Let's do a deep dive on Apex. Yeah, because. Yeah, I mean, Apex is the mountain. Yeah. Um, but they're not near oh, there. So that's Apex Predator is actually a term for so the lion is one of Africa's apex land. Predators. So it's like the okay. it's so like it's the like top a, of the food top, chain. Top yeah, dog. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Oh, cool. interesting. Well, there you go. How about that? So they're the top, they're the top predators. I guess so. <laughs> that doesn't sound right when you say it that way. <laughs> no. no, it doesn't. But it they sounds are, cool. They're, yeah. one of, they're one of Alberta's. They were one of the, the OGs out there in the new movement for sure. I mean, obviously Ooh, they were I already like, what that. is an OG in Alberta? I always wanted to know this because oh, man. I went out, we went out to Alberta like, I don't know, maybe it was three years ago now yeah. to look at opening a brewery in yeah. Alberta. Yeah, yeah. And there was like 32 breweries in planning and we were like, nope, we're good. So they were one of the ones before that. Okay. Like just before it. Yeah. Yeah. We've been working with them for a while now. Cool. Yeah. That's they great. got some cool can designs. Holy yeah. shit. That doesn't look, I mean, this is terrible, terrible podcasting because people <laughs> can only listen. That's okay. But <laughs> they like, should look it up. Go to apexpredatorbrewing.com. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The cans look tight. Yeah, yeah. I like them. Anyways. I think right they're going to be sponsoring this podcast next. I, hey, we, we've been talking <laughs> about yeah, some like sponsors yeah. lately. So yeah. uh, brought to you by. <laughs> brought to you by Apex Predator. Predator Brewing. The and largest where, predator where are they in again? Alberta. Edson? Edson. I think it's Yellowhead County to be specific. Oh, okay. Anyways. Huh. <laughs> um, what would you say 
now running running this much larger business is the biggest challenge that you face now? Um, internally managing people, externally competition. Right. Now, yeah. when you say internally managing people, is that managing people's expectations of what their role could be? Is that managing people from an HR standpoint because they're doing dumb things? Like what, what, you know, the whole thing, the gamut, the whole, the whole top to bottom. Um, you know, we're regional, obviously we have five different locations with, uh, people spread across the board and you can only get so much done via Slack, email, phone calls. Uh, when you're face to face talking to someone, it, I find uh, I'm a lot more effective like that. Um, so when we roll out new policies, which we have policies now, when we roll out new anything, it doesn't get conveyed the same way as it does when we sit down and, and talk about no. it. Um, so j- just that kind of thing, you yeah. know, and of course with more people, it comes more problems just in the sense of expectations, like you mentioned, or, yeah. um, just, you know, problems in general and it just happens. And, yeah. uh, that's the thing, you know, I can, I think we hired 35 people this year and it, it was really tough. I like, bet it was. Yeah. We, yeah. we have a person who oversees HR now. She's an HR specialist. That's yeah. her job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, th- th- that's kind of that piece. Yeah. And externally, I mean, there are, there's, I mean, you and I have chatted, there's a lot of people going hard in the paint right now. Lots. Like, it's wild because yeah. it was a ghost town. Totally. And then just in the last, like, three months, yep. it's been like, all of a sudden, I don't know if everybody just got together and it's like, fuck those guys, let's get together <laughs> yeah. and start these things. I think Because it's did. been crazy. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's been crazy yeah. how many, either whether it's can suppliers, mobile canning companies mm-hmm. have reached out and good for them for, you know, for doing Absolutely. their own thing. Um, but I will say it's confusing because I think there's... Um, you know, there's misconceptions of like, where do cans come from? And yeah, where, yeah. and so like, you know, and it goes kind of flies in the face of my earlier comment about, you know, that we're always looking to pinch pennies because there yeah. are certain items and generally it actually comes down to packaging right. where Definitely. you don't want to skimp on because, you know, that is, you need something that's going to hold pressure. You need something that's, yeah. you know, that's going to be consistent. Yeah. And it's show up um, when you need it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's, you know, sure there's certain things you could buy in bulk from China and then there's other things that you you probably could, but then you roll the dice sometimes, or maybe, you know, are you going to be the guinea pig that kind of figures it totally. out, right? Yeah. And um, so the beer industry is pretty friendly as far as competition goes. So, yeah. like, you know, even this podcast, we have people that technically compete with us For on sure. the podcast. Um, my assumption is that the mobile canning industry is not as friendly. Uh, yeah, I mean... You know, we definitely aren't as close as you guys are. Yeah. Um, we don't have festivals where we all kind of hang out and, you know. <laughs> Just and, hand, yeah. hand shit together. <laughs> we, don't, we don't like shoot the shit the night before and yeah. then laugh at all the funny things that we did. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, no, it's it's definitely something that, uh, I mean, well, number one, competition's good. It's good for everyone. No one should ever have a monopoly in anything. No. Um, so, I mean, that's good for us because it forces us to be better uh, in the sense of what we offer, how we offer it, what it's priced at. Um so th- that's been like a good thing because for the first five years, honestly, we were rolling. It was yeah. just, it wasn't just us by any stretch, but, um, what we did for the last five years is not what we're going to be able to do for the next five. No. Um, and that's definitely where we're at now is like, let's figure this out and let's, uh, let's plan on, on attacking this competition and not only the competition, but also what you guys need, you know, yeah. like, like what do you need? Cause price is a piece of it for sure. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, that's. That's kind of it. Would you say you're the apex predator of the <laughs> mobile? De- definitely not. There's some big companies out there that, that offer cans for yeah. sure. 
Oh yeah. man, the Apex Predator guy's gonna fucking hate. Me. <laughs> That's right. I just had never hey. heard of it before. That no, was I, Paul. Can't wait to send him the link. Yeah, yeah, please don't. Yeah. yeah, they'll find it. Everyone's listening to this. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Good about point. That. They're already subscribed. <laughs> so um, you, you're tall. You're a handsome guy, <laughs> and then you also get nominated for the top thirty under thirty. So let's talk about that. That's pretty cool. So like, I how does that even yourself. how does that even work? Does who nominated you? Um, actually. Um, Matt Human, yeah. who worked with us at yeah. the time, and my sister-in-law actually both nominated me. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And so, and who does Top 30 and 30? Is that Ernst & Young? I, not the BC Business. And oh, I it, don't is, know. it is BC yeah. Business. Yeah. yeah. Wait, was it Top 30 and 30? Is it Entrepreneur of the Year? No, it was 30 under 30. Yeah. Yeah. I think you referred to it as 15 under 15. I think that's because yeah. you said I looked like I was <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cross-legged in the photo. It also yeah. reminded me how young you were compared to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You were. It looked like an elementary school photo. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you brought that up. Yeah, ever so nicely. Yeah. yeah. So that's really cool. So they nominated, and then so it was a surprise when somebody had just reached out and was like, "Hey, congratulations, you." Yeah. So they nominated, and then there was like this process. They ask you a bunch of questions. They go through the company and whatnot, and yeah, it, it was really cool. It was really nice. So you went to a big gala, and yeah. then when you lost, did you flip the table? What did you do? <laughs> there was no losing. It was just thirty. There was thirty people. Uh, oh, really? So yeah. one person doesn't win. No, no. There's no. One, oh, there's no, no number one 30 yeah. under 30. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, I know. It's like a participation medal, right? But That's, <laughs> all you have to do is get nominated? Yeah. But yeah. it's still pretty good. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I know the process yeah. is pretty, like, yeah. they, they do go Think through. Think of how many people there are that are under 30, just in general. <laughs> yeah. And then take that down to, like, people doing doing stuff, in anything. Top 30. And, and then, then guys who look keep, like they're 15, yeah, they yeah, still yeah. get in. So, so, I mean, it's pretty good. I always find, like, when you're in that, like, um... And you look around and then there's people that are like doing really impressive shit. Like, did it make you feel like, did it make you feel super good about what you're doing? Or did it make you feel like, you know, that you weren't worthy to be there with like somebody that's like, you know, solving starvation. Yeah. Right. Totally. Like, I don't know. Like totally. what, what were the other people in that? Oh man. Um, there was some crazy stuff. I mean, there was a gal in there who she sells like, what the heck is her thing? It's like sugar-free sweets. I forget what it is. She's killing it. I yeah. saw an article on her recently in Forbes. Um, hmm. She was doing it. She was, yeah, absolutely killing it. And she was like seven years younger than I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. Like, there's people doing super cool stuff. And, yeah. Well. And people ask us and like they don't understand putting labels on a can. No. And like they have no idea. So yeah. yeah, it was definitely the whole the whole spectrum of it. Yeah. Well. They're like, you put labels on a can? <laughs> yeah. In your top 30 or 30? Yeah. Man, this is this is some bull like the, shit. <laughs> what happened to the bar? Yeah. I was I was. It's funny, like, cause explaining what you guys do yeah. to me is real easy. I'm like, oh yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. But, and I think what we do is really simple and easy to explain. But I was in the dentist chair yesterday, and my dental hygienist, who was new, I hadn't met her before. Yeah. And um, my my dentist comes in. He knows I'm in the beer industry, so he's like, "How's business?" I'm like, "Good." And she's like, "Oh, so you own your own business?" I'm like, "Yeah." got a, a brewery and she's like oh yeah she's like i i used to um go to this brewery and, and so sorry i'm like oh yeah which one she's like well i can't remember she's like but all i remember is that, like they charged a lot for the wine and then i had to package it i'm like oh no like we're oh. not a you brew like oh. you can't she's yeah, like right. so she's like i can't come and then you make beer for me i'm like no no <laughs> like we make beer for you to drink there and she's like oh and so then do i have to package it myself i'm like no no we're not a you brew i'm like and then i was trying to think of an example that yeah. like she could relate to i'm like like molson canadian <laughs> I was but say, like and then I, but i felt so dirty yeah, saying yeah, it yeah, yeah, like, yeah. but not right yeah. but i knew that was the only way and she's like oh so i can get your beer in the liquor store and i was like yes <laughs> we've made yeah. progress that's gonna be yeah. uncommon 
There's, there can't be too many times you have to describe. No, I, although I, I would common. say a, a, a craft brewery to some, to a U brew, I think people make that. Well, they, they, no, depending I, on the people, right? Every but, year we uh, in the uh, <laughs> the newest record, our local paper, we win the reader's choice for the best place to make your own beer. Yeah, and, no. and there is no there is no U brew place no. in New West. No. So technically, I am making my own yeah. beer. <laughs> so, so I guess that's does it put your name correct? and then steal yeah. a beer? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's funny. so yeah, so when we lose that, it'll be real disappointing to oh. another beer company. Hey, yeah, well then yeah. we've got competition. That's true. Oh, that's true. Speaking of competition, there is competition. Better start carrying more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. doing all right. You're not canning their stuff, though, are you? No, no. Oh, mile 37. Yeah, you oh, bet. Oh, man, those guys. Rory. We should get everyone on a show, on the show here. We should have had Rory on with you. <laughs> yeah. Round table. Because he's a good dude. I <laughs> like him a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, I, I saw him this morning. Well, not saw him, but he's over at Tin Shed in yeah. Port Coquitlam. And Phil and Andy that own Tin Shed are New West folk. Yeah. And they're good people. Awesome. And so I'm glad to see that they're, uh, they're up and running. Actually, by the time this airs, they'll probably be going. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. Good for them. Sorry, chef. I didn't put a sign on the door. <laughs> He's gone. He gone. Okay. That's also bad podcasting because yeah, no one fine. can see People it. People know what's going on around yeah. us now. Yeah. We did the one yesterday. We did one with uh, Ben Love from Gigantic, oh, but yeah. of course it was via phone. Cool. We did that in the lab, um, yeah. which is actually no a pretty good spot. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty oh, nice. Good. It's yeah. a little yeah. cramped though. If like, we had one more person in there, then. Yeah. We had Josh in there. We did have Josh Vanderheide yeah, in there. He didn't want to come in the At morning. At nine thirty, he wanted to come in the well, afternoon. Oh yeah, I was gonna say he came late, right? Yeah, yeah. it's big. Yeah. Sure did. Deal, Josh. Yeah, yeah. He's a big everybody deal. knows now. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so you lost top thirty under thirty. <laughs> oh, you didn't. You participated. Um, what would you say since you've been up and running? Yeah. Is like your not your personal greatest moment, but like the moment where you're like, okay, this is the right thing we're doing. This is awesome. I'm glad we did this. This is finally working. Or um, I mean, I guess I think too, as an entrepreneur, you never think like it's actually working. You think, oh, it's yeah. working enough. How can we make it work better? But w- what's a moment for you where you're like, oh man, this was the right call. I'm glad this is, we're doing this. Totally. Um, you know, I mean, the first three years were such a whirlwind, I would say that we didn't really, like I was still on the canning line a lot, uh, almost all the time. Um, I would say it was probably right around that three year mark when, um, banks started coming to us that had originally said no to yeah. our whole concept. Um, we had several banks walk through our facility and wanted to give us everything we ever wanted under the sun. Um, and I think that was kind of when I called Kevin and I was like, these guys, like they just yeah. came in begging for our money yeah. and they wouldn't give us a penny to start. Huh. Yeah. And I think that was probably when it, when that happened, I was like, shit. Yeah. And you know, at that point we'd, we'd been working with so many good people and yeah. we've got some good traction, but I think when yeah when people wanted to give us money that was when I was definitely like okay this was a this was the right move. Can you give me some money? <laughs> Van City, they're our bank. They're great. So people. it's funny. Yeah. So you talk about Van City, and yeah. so we're with RBC, and they've yeah. always been really good to us. Yeah. Um, but Van City was the bank that came through and was like, hey, like you guys are doing cool stuff. I was yeah. like, listen, guys, <laughs> you know, and um, good people there. They were, and it was great because I could renegotiate my RBC deal because of the Van City one, totally. and. Um, but it's it is it is nice. Although not a lot of banks have been knocking on my door lately. No, hmm. no, I don't know. Maybe we get a bank to sponsor. Shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Royal Bank. <laughs> yeah, um, I think they're allowed to do that. So you guys are obviously growing still really fast. Would yeah. you ever say? And the only reason I bring this up is because it's a concept that we don't talk about that often, especially in the in the independent beer industry. I'm trying to call it because. Yeah. Um, is that it's been growing so fast, but there becomes a time when you're running a business where you kind of 
want to just stop growing a little mm-hmm. bit so that you have time to dial your shit in mm-hmm. and start making some actual money. Totally. So is that something that you guys ever ever kind of consider or do you now that there's more competition you're like okay let's just keep going 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 going. Yeah, I it's definitely something we've considered yeah. for sure. It's definitely something we talk about. Um it's not in our plans right no. now. We do want to keep going. Uh we do want to keep rolling. It's still a calculated approach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like, well, we grew a hundred percent last year, so let's just do that again. Yeah. It's uh, you know, like we have a director of finance now. Um, we have people involved in the team who know a, a lot more about this shit than I do. Yeah. And, um, I'm still thankfully in the position I get to call the shots at the end of the day, but we have a lot of people who put input into all this and, uh, we are still looking to go down that track. We want, you know, we want all the cans yeah. and there's still a massive opportunity to do that. We yeah. deal with a lot of beverage now outside of beer also. Um, we were built on beer, but you know, it's probably 60% of our portfolio now and becoming less and less huh. every single day. Yeah. Um, so we want to keep going. CBD is coming out into a can. Right. Of course. Um, Damn refreshment beverages. Yeah. There's a t- oh, those RTDs are yeah. absolutely exploded. Um, so yeah, we, we want to keep going, but it's mm-hmm. a much more calculated approach than it was before. Yeah. When it's, you're right. It's a, such a nice business that you've set up for yourself because more and more products, like you said, are going in cans, right? Oh, I mean, you know, the like CBD is going to be a whole new game. Oh, even water. Yeah. Water is going into a can. Like Dasani announced they huh. were putting uh, a bunch of their stuff into cans because PET is going away. Right. right. So yeah, yeah. Crazy. Do you, um, and I should know this, but from, from a canning perspective, is there, I mean, people always had this misconception that, um, that cans tasted like metal, right? Which mm-hmm. is not true because there's a barrier on the inside that totally. protects it. Um, is there, I don't even know what goes into that barrier. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't talk about that, yeah. but, but is it like, do you find that, do you think cans are, you know, we talk about PT going away. We talk about, um, you know, all the kind of materials in plastics that people mm-hmm. don't want. Yeah. Um, I mean, a can is a pretty safe vessel for beer, totally. right? Is that kind of the, the reason why more products are going in there? It's just less environmental impact, but also it's just a better, um, longer lasting vessel, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say that that's the consensus. There's definitely counter arguments for sure. Uh, ones that I'm not educated enough to get into, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely the general kind of overarching Theme yeah. of it all. That was a dumb way to ask a question about something I knew nothing about. <laughs> Took a while to get there. I was like, "What the fuck is on the inside of the can again?" It's the barrier that There's protects a liner. it. It, yeah, pr- yeah. it protects everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it yeah. works well. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what advice would you give to somebody? I'm not going to say what you give somebody opening up a, a mobile canning company because I don't think. I mean, maybe there's some cats looking at it. Yeah, I'm sure there probably are. Obviously. I'm sure there are. Yeah, but I think more in general. Being, you know, a top 30 under 30 nominee, um, <laughs> what would be some advice that you'd give to somebody that's like looking to open up their own business? And I guess too, you're opening up your own, you know, your yeah. own, your own brewery now too. So, you know, maybe touch on some of the challenges that you face there and like advice that you give to somebody that's probably in the same position as you are right now with that project. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think for us, Kevin and I were always good planners. We spent a lot of time planning. Yeah. Um, we tried to not live in paralysis by analysis, but we did try and plan well. And, mm-hmm. you know, plans don't have to be what you set out from day one. You don't have to stick to that, you know, no. day to day to day, but you do have to have a plan. I mean, for me, that was that was a big thing that worked for us. Um, and another thing is, you know, don't don't pretend you know what you don't know. 
Um, yeah. You know, like I'm starting a brewery. I've talked to you a whole bunch of times about yeah. it. And I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, for us, it was just always like, hey, I mean, there are certain things you can fake it till you make it, yeah. but there's certain things you just have to figure your own shit out. And yeah. you don't have to do it on your own. You know, I mean, there's people who've done it before. And yeah. oftentimes, lots of them are willing to talk to you. Yeah. And so I would spend time there doing that. Yeah, fair enough. I, You know what? And it's, it's such an open industry about talking to people. It's great. Like, I'll go back to this. You know, there's actually a lot of smart people in our industry, right? Yeah. Like you think that the craft beer industry is just a bunch of dudes that like to homebrew totally. and just a bunch of overweight white guys in their forties <laughs> with beards. And, um, I say that cause Kevin and I are still in our thirties, so we're good. And we're also not overweight. We're just bulky. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, the, um, but there are a lot of real smart people in this yeah. industry and, um, that may not look smart on the outside, <laughs> on the outside, but they are. I totally. often have these conversations with, I'm getting better now at, um, like I, cause I obviously it's, it's a confusing business to run, especially with the wholesale side of things, For sure. trying to figure out when, you know, when it makes sense to deliver beer where yourself. And yeah. it's just, it's something that most of us knew was going to be something that we had to deal with, but didn't, didn't worry about it. Cause we're like, ah, we'll just make some really good beer and market yeah. it well and it'll be fine. And, um, and so actually trying to figure out, okay, well how much is our, you know, our cost per drop here? And, and do we send beer to Richmond or do, yeah. you know, does that make sense? Right. Totally. And, um, so I've been, even just lately, we've been kind of, I think a lot of us that have been open for five years now are all having the same, you know, we're all, we all have enough data. We have enough information. We know enough about the industry. Mm-hmm. We have enough of um, a foothold on, you know, shelf placement and, and where our beer is going. So now it's like, okay, well, how do we dial in our systems and make sure that we're doing this the most efficient way? Sure. And so we're all having the same conversations with each other. And then it also makes you realize who's real smart. And who's not? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. often I feel like I'm the not one. <laughs> I go in. I I can I can market and sell well. But I like I had this uh, with this lunch with Clay from Twin Sales. And you look at Clay and Cody and like yeah. these, the they're twins. And I mean you could probably say that they might look like bros from the outside. Yeah. And um, and so I met with Clay and fuck the dude is so fucking smart. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm just sitting across from him like I'm the dumb one in this conversation. <laughs> I'm I'm like does he know that I yeah. I'm I that uh, I And then at the end he's like, "Well, basically he's like I went to school for basically what we do." Yeah. And I'm right. like, "I went to radio school." <laughs> and yeah. and Well, you're doing a hell of a job here. Yeah, so. thanks, yeah. thanks man. Yeah. Off. But it's it's um but it's great that you can utilize other people's expertise, ah, right? For yeah. sure. And and like you said, I mean, I get probably just as many fo- I get a lot of phone calls actually from people um, and I think it's cause I'm pretty good ear to listen and, um, but there's so many things that, you know, that none of us know. And no. the only way we're going to figure it out is either yeah. talking to each other. And it's one thing just to gain the experience though, that, that, that you've gained over, over the time that been, been running this place. And, you know, I mean, maybe you don't have all the answers, but, uh, oh, I definitely, do not. but you know, I mean, but you've been through a lot of this, the stuff that, you know, that Matt's going to, to go into encounter and other guys are going to encounter. So, I mean, we've talked about it before on here, but the Matt, the, the fact that everybody is in, is so sort of open and in communication with each other, uh, about running their businesses. I mean, it's, it's only going to do ah. good stuff for everybody. So for sure. And I, I say that, like I said this at the beginning, we first launched the podcast. This is really just my own personal therapy. This is just for me. Uh, I mean, that's not true. It's for, for everybody, but it's, it's just a good form of, of personal therapy to be like, Oh, okay, well, what are you guys going through? How does, you know, how are you feeling right now? And, yeah. and, uh, and, and I don't want to ever paint this picture that, you know, that the craft beer industry is, is in a negative mm-hmm. downward spiral, spiral. Cause it's not. Yeah. And, um, but I often think it's also hard not to 
when you're in this position that you and I are, or other people that I have on, on the program, um, you're always looking for what you're not doing right so that you can improve upon it. Right. And often it's hard to take the time to like talk about the great things that are happening because they're great. So why the fuck do we need to talk about them? They're already doing what they're supposed to do. Right. And, uh, so it's uh, so it's always good to have a positive light from a thirty under thirty on, on the show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to thank my guest Matt Lastly from Vessel, Vessel Canning, Vessel, Vessel Packaging Co. Vessel Packaging Co. Uh, for being on Beer Life. This is Jordan Foss. Yeah.